Welcome to Carpe Dime, a podcast about personal finance and everyday life. I'm Jamie Davidson. And I'm Dusty Simmons from Financial Center First Credit Union. Thanks for spending your free time today listening to us talk about how life and family affect us achieving our financial goals. I don't know about you, Dusty, but I've seen some pretty good descriptions of 2020 (laughs) online. I mean, the social media feeds of memes that describe 2020 have just completely blown up, right? Yeah. So I saw this one the other day that I actually kind of got a chuckle over, and it's I'm probably makes me sound really sick and twisted, but... Well, you are, so... Yeah. So it said, so how's 2020? Oh, there was a virus, and Kobe Bryant died, and Australia was on fire, but the memes were great. But um, <laughs> Yeah. Right. Um, I tell you what, 2020, I, I've learned some things. I, I've, I've learned what an essential worker is. And seems, I think we are one, right? I, I don't know. I, <laughs> it seems like the list keeps growing. What I thought was an essential worker and what is an essential worker, um, it, it continues to grow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in all honesty, those out there that are essential workers, thank you for everything you do. And I, I just... You real yeah. essential workers. Yeah, yeah. Right. There, yeah. There's a lot of them out there. Yes. I just think we uh, use the word essential and, and it could be anybody right now, right? I mean, yeah. Courtney's essential right now. If we didn't have her to tape this. I mean, you guys would have nothing to listen to. Cece is not here. She's (laughs) essential. We need you, Cece. So the good news, I think, hopefully out of this year is it's almost over. And uh, hopefully 2021 will bring some better days ahead, right? That's that's usually the thought. You know, everybody gets excited towards the end of the year. We, you know, we have uh, the New Year's Eve, you know, fun time. Obviously, those New Year's Eve fun times are going to be a little different this year. I guess if we'd seen this coming last year on, in 2019, we would have said, stop the party, right? So hopefully, yeah, 2021. Oh, I was thinking the other way. Party it up, people. 2020 is going to suck. <laughs> so. Well, you would have, if you had a, um, yeah, if you had a glass ball, you could have told everybody that, That's right? True. So today we're going to help you create a bright spot in your 2021 by helping you set up yourself for the best financial year ever. So are you ready? Because we're bringing more than just hype for today's podcast. Yes. Last podcast of the year. Yay. All right. So ironically, our very first Carpe Dime podcast was last year around New Year's day. And it was about New Year's resolutions and how to keep them. And here we are a year later talking about a similar topic. But today is kind of the best of the best. If you didn't listen to us all year, you're going to get the Cliff Notes version. Yeah, I love the Cliff Notes. <laughs> right. I think I did every report in, in, in high school. I used the Cliff um, Notes. Yeah, I, finally, I finally got a teacher that she was on. way smarter than I was. And, mm. Yeah, she basically called me out. But yeah, Cliff so Notes. So today's Cliff Notes version is the best of the best of our advice on how to financially succeed, right? And we're going to talk about eight things you can do now to make your 2021 the best Possible. That's right. You know how we love numbers. So we're we going to go with eight this year. Which I learned today is your favorite number. It is my favorite number. It's the best number out there. And yeah, And great. if I can't get eight, I want 88 because it's twice as good. Sounds reasonable. <laughs> okay. So usually you're the fat queen, but I'm going to be the fat king this year on, okay. this, on this episode. So did you know, according to Fidelity Investments, almost one third of Americans make financial specific New Year's resolutions with the most common being save more money. Oh gosh, we always, everybody wants to save more money. You know, I think I go into next year, I want to save more money and lose some weight, right? Right. So put those at the top of the list. So that (laughs) that was at 48% of the respondents. Okay. Um, Number two was pay down debt at 29%. And gosh, for 2021, that may be even more important to you than saving money. Right. Some of us have gotten ourselves in debt this year, understandably so, with, uh, with what happened with the economy and maybe with our jobs. And last but not least, this is the one we all need a little help on. Spend less money, right, Dusty? Especially on alcohol. (laughs) 
2020 has been really hard on. But me. you can wrap that right into your New Year's resolution, right? right. You know, more alcohol, save money from alcohol. Exactly. Boom, there you go. You're set up for success. But the funny thing is, um, when we talked about these last year, our title was your resolutions and, and why, why they fail. Why, why you're going to fail. Yeah. So we're going to go back over these and hopefully talking about them again might give you a little bit refresher and get you get you started there. And why do, why do most resolutions fail? You know, I think it's our attention span. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think we, we set out this idea of, hey, I'm going to, here's a resolution. I'm going to work out. And it's, it's January. And it lasts and for? lasts for a week, two weeks, maybe a month, right? Mm-hmm. And then it goes by the wayside. And then, ooh, guess what comes around in the spring? Spring break? I don't know. <laughs> Lent. Oh, Lent. So okay. I, so now I got another story. Oh, I'm not Catholic. I can, so. give up, I can give up a little bit more, you know, for Lent. Right. And make myself feel better. Okay. Um, so you kind of refocus. But no, here's what happens. Like you said, you want to save money on the booze, but you know you don't want to drink the cheap booze. So so it's, it's either quit drinking the booze or drink the cheap booze. So the third option is what? Give up your resolution. <laughs> Do, give up your resolution because that's the easiest thing to do, right? Right, right. All right. So today we're going to talk about... Eight tips for financial success in 2021 that you can stay focused on and not give up too yeah, early on. And you're going to uh, you know, live a little bit less stressful life when it comes to your finances. Let's hope. So I'll start out with number one. And this is a good one. We actually just did a podcast on this one and I love to follow up because we're still not at the beginning of the year yet. But number one is open up and set up the automatic contribution into your health savings account, also known as the superhero of savings. Right. HSA. Um, and if your employer offers any sort of match into an HSA program, do not leave free money on the table. Do what you have to do to get the match so that you are maximizing what you can in that HSA. We were actually speaking today with a partner yep. and uh, I asked them that question. Do they yeah. offer it? Do they offer mm-hmm. and they actually do offer money that they will actually deposit into their employee's HSA. And I asked what the requirements were right. and the requirements were $50 deposit into their HSA per month. So basically... If they put six hundred dollars in their HSA, if the if the individual the employee does right, okay, the employer was going to give them hundred and ten dollars a month. So double over double what the employee had to put in. All they have to do is put fifty in a month, and they'll put hundred and ten in. That was amazing. That's a great company. So thirteen hundred dollars a year that will go under HSA. And I said, well, you know, how's that going? Is are getting a lot of use out of that? Are are your employees like excited? And she said, no, our our usage is much lower than we had expected it to be. Yeah. So that's one of those things where it's the beginning of the year, it's time to sit down and go, hey. You're looking at your benefits anyway. Don't leave money on the table. Yeah. Everybody always says they want a raise, but when it's time to get a raise a different way, they don't look at it that way. But hey, that's a type of raise, right? Absolutely. So number two kind of goes along with that, and that's max out your 401k contribution with your employer. Again, if they offer a 5% match or 3%, whatever that number is, make sure you're meeting that because, you know, again, compound interest over time, I know. better. And this employer we spoke to today was giving putting 10% into the retirement 10%. account for them. So I was like, hey, are you guys hiring? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me uh, let me get and the next list year, it down. Jamie will be replaced by. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jamie's on his way out right now. So no, all kidding aside, though, ten percent is great. And yeah. you know, I think a lot of employees would go, "Oh, they give me ten percent. So what does that mean? I don't have to." Put I don't have there. to put. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of times it's a match. It's right. not necessarily mm-hmm. an upfront. So know the rules. Make sure you're maximizing them. Right. Yeah. I, but think about that. Oh, well, my employer gives me 10%. I don't need to save. So that means I can do what? I can spend all my money. 
and then we're going back to square one problem. What are we doing? We're spending, we're overspending, we're not saving for the future. So make sure you're finding out what the match is and you're taking advantage of it and not and not leaving it out there. I told you about my dad, he did that. Yeah. Basically the company he worked for offered him 25 cents on the dollar. They went from a pension plan to a retirement plan. He didn't understand it and he didn't put anything into it. And wow. Uh, retirement's not easy. Yeah. And if you're job searching, if you're new out of college and you're job searching, those are two things that you should really consider when you're looking at the complete benefits package and the salary packages, HSA and 401k contributions. Correct. Yep. Okay. Number three, assess your debt. Are there ways you can save money? Can you consolidate? Can you refinance? We talk about this a lot, right, Dusty? We do all the time. And, um, you know, I think it's this time of year, we usually have debt. It's just, okay, I've got debt here. I've got my my mortgage, mm -hmm. or I have my car payment, or I have my education loan, or I have my credit cards. And we just see them as one separate thing. And like when it's time to pay the credit card, I pay the credit card. When it's time to pay the mortgage, I pay the mortgage. When it's time to pay the auto loan, I pay the auto loan. I don't look at it as a whole. Mm -hmm. If I look at it as a whole, as I look at it as a whole, I can come up with some way to pay it down much faster. Right? Yeah. And what have we seen this year? We've seen a lot of uh, different ways of doing that. Well, yeah. And yeah. Definitely take advantage of the of the rate environment right now because rates are extremely low. Whether you're looking at mortgage or auto or personal loans, even credit cards, you know you're really missing out on your your monthly budget if you're not getting your debt to the lowest possible right. interest if you, rate. If you get that down to the lowest interest rate and you pay it off faster, the amount of money you're saving on the interest rate, you can put that somewhere else, hopefully towards mm -hmm. savings or investing, like right. we just talked about. And not only that, at a lower rate, you can pay it off faster. We have seen a lot of people. Okay, we've said this before. I'm going to say it again. If you're on a 30-year mortgage and you're, you know, you've are you already paid five years on it, now's the time to look at a 20-year mortgage because mm -hmm. the rates are so low, you're going to be paying the same amount and you're basically knocking five years off your mortgage right away. If you're at that point where you're, you have 15 years left, look at the 10 because the rates are so low. And hey, if you just bought a new house a year ago, I got news for you. The rates are lower now than they were a year ago. Mm -hmm. uh, significantly where I would tell you to refinance. And again, if your credit score is improved, it's not so much about the rate, but your credit score is improved. You're going to get a much better rate. You, I've been really lucky. I've been able to help a lot of people with that over the last. Mm -hmm. And that's why this is so important right now. Hey, it's a new year. Let's sit down. Let's figure this out. And let's find ways to save some money, right? Right. So number four, create a budget. And I know we talk about budget all the time like a broken record, but it really is one of the fundamentals of, of a good, successful financial life. So first of the year is always the best time to do this, um, especially if your life scenario has changed. Either finding out to, what to do with the deficit in your budget or the surplus is important Very to... Good. Right. Yeah. And the beginning of the year, as we said, is a great time to do it. It's always a great time to do it, mm -hmm. but you love doing the beginning of the year because you can look at last year's or you have a baseline starting out for the new year. Um, you know, and go out and find those budget tools that are out there. You know, we've we've got them online on, at our credit union. Just yep. go on. There's different types of budgets, um, and sit down and do one. And like I always say, make sure if you have family members, you're sharing with the family members because if you're not, yeah, you're probably not sticking to budget. All right. So if you're a person who likes the apps side and you don't want to do paper, get onto your app store and look for a good budgeting app. There's a ton out there. Oh right, yeah, Jamie? there's more out there than you can imagine. Right. Yeah. It's just really about finding, finding the, the one, one you want to use. Yeah, the one that works for you. Right. All right. What else? So number five, review your retirement plan. Uh, every year, hopefully you're contributing to your retirement plan. Make sure you're doing that. See where you are because every year you get a little bit older, a little closer to retirement, hopefully. Right. Uh, you know, if you find yourself in the position like I'm 50, if I don't have anything ready for retirement, going into a retirement account, that's not a good thing. I want to start contributing. I need to look at what I need to contribute. Uh, every year what I try to do, what do you try to do, Dusty? 
See if you well, my mind. yeah, I think we do the same thing is we try to contribute 1% more every year or at least a half a percent, like give yourself a goal. But I like that you have a goal mm-hmm. and even if you can't do it, at least you're setting that goal. But 1% is really not that much when you yeah. look at it in the scheme of you're your You're honestly not going to miss it when it comes to your paycheck. You really, I mean, really guys, we're talking about the difference of going to Starbucks twice a month right. as opposed to putting it into your retirement account. So. But if you start that goal when you're 30, you know, by the time you're 40, you're putting in 10% more, 20% more, you know, by the time you're 50. And it's all this in these little bitty increments that you don't even notice. Right. And the other thing you've got to think about this too, as you get years older, every year, a little bit older, you need to look at your risk versus reward, right? Yeah. So if you're starting out young, you're going to have higher risk. You, you want to have higher you can take risk, higher risk. Sure. You can take higher risk. Mm-hmm. If you're getting closer to retirement, it's time to look at that asset and maybe rebalance that to something that's more conservative. So it's really important that every year you're doing this. You don't just, you know, the idea is you put it in there and you let it grow. It's great. Mm-hmm. But you really do need to manage it a little bit. I mean, I know a person that was putting all into one thing with their retirement account. And I sat down with them to help them re uh, reorganize it or rebalance it because they were only going into one out of options of 30, I think it was. That sound about right? Yeah. Are you talking about me? But here's the, okay, I wasn't here's, trying to talk here's, about you, but we can talk about you. Yes, I was alluding to Dusty. Dusty had it all going into one account. And uh, you know, and I work in finance, so how t- terrible. But but the point is, is that if you don't know, don't do it on your own. That's that was the mistake I made. Is don't try to figure it on your own. Rely on somebody with more experience. You know, work with an investment advisor. Work with somebody who knows what your goals are because they're going to make the plan to help you get there. Well, you're probably paying fees to those investors. So, yeah, take advantage of them and give them a call and ask for a review. That's what I say. Right. Okay. Number six, assess your insurance needs. And, you know, insurance really is a lot of different things. Auto, home, health, life, liability. They come from different sources, possibly. But um, it's one of those things that's never going to go down in cost, likely. So every year you should be assessing it and determining, are there places that you can save? Has your family situation changed or has your lifestyle changed? And, you know, so that you're you're getting as much possible insurance you can for the budget you can afford. I think that's really important because you need to look at the budget. You also need to look at your assets. I think back to myself when I was 23. I didn't own anything. I don't even know that I had life insurance at so 23. I, well, you need it because in case you pass away, somebody's got to pay to bury you. So make sure you have it. If you yes. have children, make sure you have it on your children. Right. Not that you want to collect the money, but you, you've got it there in case that something should happen. Mm-hmm. But I think about liability too. You know, if somebody sued me at 23, I didn't have anything. But now you do. Now I do. You know, the kid comes and jumps on the trampoline, breaks something, I'm going to get sued. So it's time to have that insurance there. I have the rider on there for the trampoline. Yep. Cost I, me a little bit extra, right? Yep. I have um, one for the pool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I did not know until I became a pool owner. Like, hey, you want to have liability insurance. Never heard of that. Right. So it's all about where you are in life and, and your needs. Now, here's what's important. A lot of times we sign it and we forget it when it comes to insurance. Yep. I would recommend you, you reassess it every year because your asset categories are usually going up. Property values go up. You are in a different place in life this year than you were last year. So make sure you're looking at that. Call your insurance specialist, whoever that is, and say, hey, sit down with me and go over this with me. Right. If they're not doing that, it might be time to switch. And keep them on their toes. I mean, make them work for you. Find ways to save on your premium or get you a better policy. Well, I always think about this idea. You know, I always joke about- They work know, for you. Right. I always talk about tripping over dollars to save pennies, right? Mm-hmm. And I think about the person that you know probably could have a writer insurance and it costs them $50 a month and they don't get the writer. And then something happens and they get sued for half a million dollars and you're going, you, you saved $50, but now it costs you half a million dollars. So it's really important that you're, you're, you're insured properly. Number seven, this is the one nobody ever likes to talk about, but hey guys, it's time to sit down and write your will or have an estate planned by an attorney. Um, because it's a new year, it's time to do this. 
trust me, this needs to be done because if not, you're leaving your family in a position they don't want to be in. Right, Dusty? You are. Um, and you know, I struggle with this one. Don't, and I, I, you know, I'm 42, two kids. I don't have this and I need to, every year I say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I need to do this in 2021 for my peace of mind and for my family's well, peace of mind. We've just set a goal for you and we've now put it, we've recorded it. So when you don't have it a year from now, we're, we're going to, we're going to have play a this. podcast on what wills does he does and estate plans so that I can give my personal experience on that this. Right. Good. Okay. So let me ask you this. So I'm 20 something. Mm -hmm. Do I need this? You're 20 something. Well, it depends on where you are in life. Okay. If you have a family, like a spouse and children, definitely, mm -hmm. right? If you're single and you're still living with your parents, probably not because they're probably already telling you what you can and can't do. So it doesn't matter. Mom's going to do what she wants to do. Right. But it, you got to look at it as this. Uh, it's it's all about stages of life. So when I was 22 and I wasn't married, no. I'm 50 with three children and a, and a spouse, yes. Because here's what I want. I don't want them to have to figure out if I have to go on life support, what they have to do. Yeah. I want it to be set there, here, this is what dad wanted. So they're not arguing over it, right? Sure, or worried about making or the right choice it, yeah, on your behalf. And I would say that if you're 20-something, maybe you don't need a will, maybe you don't need an estate plan, but you might need a healthcare directive. You mm -hmm. know, hey, mom and dad, if something happens to me, I want to be put on life support, I don't. I want to be cremated, I want to be buried, whatever that looks like. And you know, when I when I started on this one, I said, oh, this is the one nobody wants to talk about. And it's really the truth. I mean, oh, it's hard. nobody sits down with mom and dad at 23 and goes, hey, mom and dad, in case I'm in a car accident and you know, basically I'm in a coma, this is what I want because th that's morbid, right? We don't really want to think about it, but it's something that's sort of a conversation that needs to take place. Um, and not only that, it's also important. I mean, this is what I would tell people when you get older in life and you, if you can afford to pay for the, the funeral costs and everything, do that. Do it because in advance. Because it's going to be a lot of money, number one, which if you have health insurance it'll, or life insurance, it'll pay for that. Sure. But you're still putting that stress on the family. The family's already mourning your mm -hmm. loss. If you have everything set up, you're going to make their process of, of grieving much easier. Agreed. And then the last one, which kind of goes with the six and seven with um, insurance and estate plans and wills, is to update your beneficiaries and uh, make sure that your money is going to the people that you want it to go to. And as somebody who's divorced, I've been through this, you know, making sure I changed all my beneficiaries on my life insurance and all that. And actually came across one a couple of weeks ago. They sent me a renewal and I had forgotten to change it. So, Good I mean, catch. I know we've got horror stories. Of Good catch. We do have horror stories. I mean, there are people, I, I actually met with people and had conversations. I've heard of, there are people that got married, you know, at a young age, mm -hmm. were married for a year or two, had a beneficiary on there, divorced, no children, don't even talk to each other. It's been 40 years, had another family, another spouse, passed away. Here comes this policy, which is usually an investment policy. Yeah. And the money goes to the first spouse. Now, let me well, that's an you. awkward situation. Yeah, it's an awkward situation. <laughs> and there is not a court of law that is going to change that. When it comes to beneficiaries, you're taking the mind. That means life insurance policies. It means investment policies, retirement plans, and, and also even your bank account. Yeah, we work in the banking industry. You need to have a beneficiary on your bank account. Mm -hmm. And we don't really think about that. You know, we get wrapped up in everyday life. They open our bank accounts, we get our investments, we get our life insurance. We think we're done. We need to make sure you dot the I's and cross the T's. Yeah. And again, if you're 20 something, you don't have all the life insurance stuff yet. You know, if you're setting up a retirement account with your with your employer, you know, you need to make sure mom and dad or whoever or set up right. as your beneficiary. And, and, you know, and that's probably what you'll do. It'll probably be a parent. Right. And guess what? When you move on in life, 
and change it. It could be, it's going to be the spouse if you wanted to, and then it's going to be your children. I had to do this, you know, eight years ago. Finn was born. I've got, you know, Abigail, Catherine, and Finn. Well, there's 12 years difference there. I had to go back into all my retirement accounts and put Finnegan Davidson on there. I had to get a social security number. I had to go into my life insurance policy. Obviously, my wife is the primary, but if the wife and I both should pass, everything else is divided three ways, mm-hmm. for, you know, between the kids. Finn gets an extra 1% because he's the boy, of course. And that's the <laughs> kind of guy I am. Get y'all, get all the hate out there. No, I'm joking. Abby gets the extra 1%. She's the oldest. Awesome. So let's recap these eight things that's going to put you on the path to financial success yes. in 2021. Eight is the magic number. Number one, open up and set up automatic contributions into your health savings account. Number two, max out your 401k contributions. Don't leave money on the table with either one of these number one and two. Number three, assess your debt. Make sure you know what your debt limits are, what your levels are to take care of it all. Number four, create a budget. Number five, review your retirement plan. Uh, Sit down and have a plan. Look at it every year. Number six, assess your insurance needs. Number seven, sit down with an attorney, write a will, or have an estate plan set up. And number eight, update your beneficiaries on your insurance policies, your wills, your estate plans, your bank accounts, your retirement accounts. I think I've covered it all. Anything that has to do with your money, make sure it's done. Exactly, exactly. So there's something really refreshing about the thought of a new year, especially this year. year. Um, An opportunity to start over with a clean slate, setting new goals for yourself, and having the optimism that a new year could be the best one yet. Yeah, you know, I think this reminds me of uh, the Ramones song, you know, 20, 20, 24 hours ago. Well, I think this year when it comes to New Year's Eve, it's going to be 20, 20, 24 hours, and that's it, gone. by 2020. <laughs> Don't ever want to talk about you again. Get out, kick you down the road. 2021's got to be a better year. Hopefully it is for all of us. Yeah, but change, it doesn't always come easy, and there's nothing wrong with asking for help or a coach. Accountability either with a family member, friend, or your financial advisor may be the key to making sure you make your change this year stick. Yep, you want to make sure it sticks. So we can help with that, right, Jamie? Definitely, yes. Reach out to us. We have uh, counseling. We have coaching. We have budgeting. We have everything. We have financial literacy classes. Reach out to us. Join our credit union. We'd love to help. Or if you don't join the credit union, we still love to help. That's right. So wishing you a 2021 that's a whole lot better than... Happy New Year. This year. Happy New Year. That's the key word. Happy New Year. I guess that's three words. Carpe Dime is presented by Financial Center First Credit Union and is produced by Jamie Davidson, myself, Dusty Simmons, and our very own Courtney Cooper. Financial Center is now a seven-time national award winner in the category of adult financial literacy, and our goal is what, Jamie? Improve your financial life. To learn more, visit fcfcu.com, and if you like what you hear, go to Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere you want to go, you can find us probably. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And uh, see you next year. Happy New Year.